Before I get started on this episode of the podcast, I got to send a huge rest in peace to my homegirl, Lauren. Um, she passed away. I just got word of that earlier today. And she definitely listened to the podcast, definitely supported me. And I want to send a huge rest in peace and condolences to you, your fam, and your two little boys. Rest in peace. Flop Respect the Podcast. You know, you know, you know. Flop Respect the Podcast. Back for another one. After a long break, baby, I'm back. New joint by PSA and Bird. The joint is called Someone Stays. Flop Respect the Podcast. Tell her, tell her, look. Two bottles on the counter cause we go crazy Lil weed in the tray cause we go crazy Two fans in the room cause we going crazy There ain't nothing else to do so we going crazy Two bottles on the counter cause we go crazy Lil weed in the tray cause we go crazy Two fans in the room cause we going crazy There ain't nothing else to do so we going crazy We can do it how you want, we can go crazy Burn it backwards, got it so hazy Lil mama get it wet cause it's so wavy Talking out your neck, trying to be my old lady She want to let it go, let it out I want you to come over and sweat it out And you know you got it too And you bad, you be doing what you gotta do Let me rub it like a genie in a bottle do Really, I'm just trying to show you that I'm proud of you All up in your domino, I'm trying to work you out, baby Make a crime, trying to make the pussy pout, baby I feel it coming on, keep me coming back I'ma run it up the middle, then I'll run it back Two bottles on the counter, cause we go crazy PSA, someone stay featuring Bird. Shout out to them guys, man. My guy, uh, Ace of Spades as well, man. Shout out to y'all for sending me them tracks, keeping me updated on that music. Man, what's been going on? What hasn't been going on? I ain't been on this joint since, what, May, I think? What is it, August? You know, for a while, I low-key forgot I had a podcast. But shout out to everybody that reached out to me and uh, asked why I wasn't uploading any uh damn was it nah dang, it's four months ago <laughs> the last so was that april yep yeah four months ago um yeah shout out to everybody that reached out to me about you know what's been going on why i haven't dropped no episodes man just hey everything's been happening life been happening uh you know extremely high highs extremely low lows uh death in the family uh you name it man you know, just a lot of a lot of things going on, man. And sometimes you just gotta take a step back and, uh, you know, just get get yourself in order and process things and um and really just understand understand life and how it works and understand that life is going to run the way it's going to run. You're at the right place. You're supposed to be at the right time. And every obstacle in life is a learning lesson. And you gotta replace the mind frame of why is this happening to me with what can I learn from this situation or why am I in this situation? Recently, my great aunt Ruth passed. Uh, I'm sure I talked about her a few times on the podcast. That was one of the people I was taking care of. You know, her and my and my grandma. And, uh, you know, 89 years old, lived a beautiful life, uh, lived in her own home until the end. And, uh, you know, it, it was just good to be there with her till the end, you know, taking care of her for like the past three years. You know, when my grandma kind of got older and she couldn't do things, so I stepped in and you know, it, it was it was a beautiful ride, man. It was good to see her, you know. Uh, she used to take care of me when I was younger. I used to get dropped off over there while Grandma would go on the boat, you know, and gamble. I used to be over there always on, like, New Year's for sure. And I used to watch the ball drop, you know, on her TV. She'd have the little champagne glasses, have some sparkling cider. You know what I'm saying? It was really good memories, man. And it was just good to, you know, be able to give back to her 
uh, with all the memories and the love that she showed me, you know, by being able to take care of her and make the best decisions for her, man, and every step of the way till our last breaths, you know what I'm saying? And it's it's ironic, man. She had like stage four um, kidney failure, diabetes, Alzheimer's, dementia, you know, for years. And that's not even the thing that took her out, you know, shortly in her last months or so, she started having breathing problems, and that's what ended up taking her out, man. And, and make no mistake, man, she fought hard to the end. You know, they removed that breathing tube and put her on hospice. And, man, she was in that bed, you know. She was unconscious, of course, but, she, man, she was sucking in, man. She was using them airbags, boy. She was like, hey, she wasn't trying to go nowhere. So it was like a couple of days she just was sucking that air in, man. She was trying to do it, but... You know, uh, nature takes its toll, and uh, you know, you know, things happen the way they happen. You know, uh, of course, Grandma went ham at the hospital. You know, a few times. <laughs> you know, she she mad because they put her on hospice, saying that you know they weren't doing everything they do, you know, to keep her alive. And she, you know, but you know, at the end of the day, she just didn't want to understand or accept the fact that she was about to lose her sister. Which, in all you know, jokes aside, you know, I definitely understand that. You know, it was just just her and her you know what i'm saying and both of them being older outliving pretty much all their friends you know what i'm saying at 88 89 years old pretty much outlive all their friends you know uh you know hey it life goes the way it's supposed to go you know rest in peace on ruth man and going back to my home girl you know lauren that i mentioned at the beginning you know that's just so unexpected of course you know we're in our 30s you know she's what 33 you know uh and, and asthma ended up taking her out you know i remember i talked to her a while back and she was saying how she had been in out the hospital, asthma was going crazy, and this, that, and the third. But, you know, you don't think too much of it, man. And, you know, uh, she was a good friend, man. She was cool, man. Very funny. And it's just like those unexpected turns in life, you just, you know, there, there's no, you know, there's no explanation for it, you know. Life happens the way it's supposed to happen, you know. And, uh, again, man, rest in peace to Lauren, man. Love on your friends. Love on your family. You know, let people know that you appreciate them. You love them. You care about them. You support them. Because you just never know. You just never know. And I hate, like, when I have female friends, it's like sometimes, for the most part, well, literally just friends, and they get boyfriends, they get distant, which is understandable. You know, ain't no phallus and, you know, fault there. I understand, you know. But uh, it's just, like, situations like this, man. Like, you know, I was scrolling through our texts, you know, and uh, hellas ago when they had when the emojis came out on uh, the iPhone. <laughs> and, um, man, I had, hold on, I'll play hers, man. Why does it look like your character has a Super Mario Brothers cap on? Because <laughs> it did, shit. My little emoji that you could talk on the iPhone, I got a Super Mario Brothers, like, little little driver cap on or whatever. But, you know, man, it just, you know, it's crazy, man. Life is crazy. You know, she got two kids, and, you know, she loved them little boys, did everything for them she could. And, again, huge rest in peace to my homie, Lauren. I remember all the laughs, man, all the times you pulled up on me with that good, you know, hey, all good memories, and just thinking back to my great aunt's funeral, it's like, planning a funeral is, uh, I never, you know, planned a funeral, uh, hell, my family is very small, I think the last funeral we had was my great, great aunt Isabel, I might have been in high school, I don't know, maybe like a junior, senior in high school or something like that, so that was the last time it was a funeral in my family, you know, and um, this go around, uh, I was able to plan it along with my grandma, you know, making sure everything was straight. Oh, and shout out to my aunt's uh, caregiver, Joyce. She was there every step of the way, too, man. It worked for us for, 
I don't know, man, maybe over 10 years been with Ruth, but like over 10 years, man, making sure she stayed in her own home. We didn't want to put her in our nursing home. But back to the whole funeral thing, kind of takes a toll on you, you know, the time crunch, because, you know, someone dies, man, you got like a like a two-week window for the most part, you know, before like their skin starts to get darker, you know, so they try to have a funeral like as soon as possible, you know, so they kind of look their natural self, you know what I'm saying, so that time crunch of just getting everything together, picking everything out, uh, you know, contacting the insurance company, and that's another thing, man, I don't think people realize, like, man, if y'all don't know, update your insurance policies, if you have somebody on there that has passed away, or some, or you know, you or you're in a relationship with somebody, and they were your beneficiary, and now y'all not together. Make make sure you get them off of there, and make sure your people know where your stuff is, you know, because that's another thing, man. I just running around like I had to, you know, get a death certificate for her husband. He died 14 years ago. That was my uncle Jimmy. I had to go downtown and get a death certificate for my aunt. She died, like I said, when I was in high school. So because they were both on their insurance policies as beneficiaries before those funds could get released to, you know, barrier. So. You know, make sure your fare's in order, uh, you know, but the ceremony was beautiful. Funeral was uh, very beautiful, man. She looked amazing, and um, I, I was glad that, you know, I was able to, you know, send her off very well, you know what I'm saying? Uh, funny, <laughs> we pull up. So I had upgraded the limo to the Ben Sprinter van, and uh, we pull up to the funeral home, uh, not the funeral home, to the church, and <laughs> Uh, they got Clarence driving it, you know, old, old head Clarence is driving, man, and he don't even know how to work the Sprinter van, bro, we, we outside for like 10 minutes before he even figured out how to open up the doors, so we stuck inside the Sprinter van, and like the button on the inside wouldn't open the door, and like, finally somebody like came and was able to help him get the door open, but Clarence ain't no nothing, man, you know, we get back in, we go into the cemetery, we asking bro to put the air on full blast, because you know, it's something, it's about 100 degrees, this brother didn't put the heat on <laughs> man you know hey but shout out to old Clarence. he got us there and got us back unscathed might have been a little hot you know what i'm saying but all in all everything was good man but all in all man shit got real when it's time to leave that casket at the cemetery you know because it's like man you know we parting ways the last time you get to see you and it's your final resting place you know so it is what it is man rest in peace on ruth <laughs> now ruth was catholic by marriage so, you know, they don't do all that shouting and all that, right? So we in the ceremony uh, at the funeral, and uh, my mama get to shout, Thank you, Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I look over at the priest, bro, and the priest is just stand, sitting there looking at her like, Now, you know we don't do this at this kind of church. <laughs> oh, man, it was hilarious, bro. But in retrospect, it makes you just kind of question, you know, well, me at least, question relationships and appreciate relationships and it made me think of a, you know, a situation uh, of a, a brother. I thought that was my brother, but I guess not. You know, we ain't spoken like over a year. You know what I'm saying? I was in his wedding. Yeah, I met Darrell when I was like 15 years old or something like that, 14, 15. And we had a bond, man. We was cool, and we was always cool. We always kicked it, and we always talked about business opportunities or, you know, or just conversations about life, you know. But, hey, yeah, like it is, you know, life goes on, and some people you think might be in your life for a lifetime, you know, turn out to be in your life for a season or a few seasons. And, you know, it is what it is, man. You know, life goes on, man. And you got to appreciate the people that show up for you no matter what. No matter your shortcoming, no matter, 
you know, where you are in life. You might be at the lowest of your low in life, but you got to appreciate those people that, that show up for you, man. Friends, family, whoever, man, that's genuinely there and genuinely care about you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have a lot of family. My family's small as hell. You know, uh, I don't have a lot of friends. You know, I have a lot of associates, but not friends that I share my personal details with that I really care about their opinion. I, you know, that type of situation. I don't have a lot of those, you know, but I really do appreciate those bonds I have in life, man, where people show up and they just really show me genuine love and show me that they care about me in, in, in this thing called life. But enough about that, man, the somber shit, man. What's going on in the world is just what the hell is going on out there, man? Everybody losing their damn mind, man. What is it? What's the deal? You know, you got school shootings. I'm seeing videos of of parents killing their kids and all kind of crazy shit. The, what was the lady the other day? Uh, she was a nurse, went crazy and uh, drove her car and uh, killed six people. Uh, talking about because her boyfriend. Some, you know, like come on, man. Like it just too much in the world. The Kia boys going crazy. Have y'all seen the Kia boys? YouTube the Kia boys right now, bro. It's a group of people that just stealing Kias around the world. And Kias and Hondas to be exact. Somehow they can yank the ignition out and then start your car with a USB charger. And they gone in your shit. My neighbor drives a Kia. I had got up at about, it might have been about 3 in the morning. I use the bathroom. I hear a car alarm going off. And I go to the front window. And I'm thinking, well... Maybe she rolled over on our keys and set her alarm off because I couldn't see nothing from up top. I was on the second floor of my house, so it was like I really couldn't see too much. I just seen an alarm going off and the trunk was popped. I gave her a call. She didn't answer. And then she calls me back immediately saying, damn, they, they broke in my car. And it's an older lady. You know, I call her auntie. So I run out, you know, bang on me, of course, because I did hear a car skirt off. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you got to have your piece of correction with you. Keep it loaded. So I run out, man, they didn't rip their whole ignition out, try to steal the car, but they end up setting the alarm off on accident. And on the YouTube documentary that I saw about the Kia boys, they were all young guys. And then when you see, like, the guys here that are caught in, like, being suspects of, like, breaking in multiple cars or stealing, they be young guys. Like, you know, 18, 19, maybe 17, 16. It's just, it's crazy, man. Kia boys. And the Kia thing is so bad now. Your your ratio of seeing a Kia with the back window broken out, driving down the street or flying down the street because somebody just stole a motherfucker, or you see a Kia that the window is like uh, patched up with a plastic bag is high as hell, man. I see it all the time. A couple times a week, I get on Facebook. You see somebody with a post, hey, if you seen my Kia, let me know it was stolen. Da, da, da. Be like, damn, man, they just stealing kids. They breaking in people's cars multiple times. Like, I got coworkers that have been hit three times. They've broken their car three times in different places. Bro, that's three different windows, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know with my car, man, my window was like $700-something to get fixed. I ain't going to cap you. Because when you open the door, it slide down. When you close the door, slide up. So when they broke that window, man, that mother was $700-something. Then, to add insult to injury, it's like, ever since then, bro... After I got the window fixed, the motor went out in the window. Had to get the motor fixed. Then, as of recently, the locks on the front driver and passenger, they don't work. You hit the remote, it don't do nothing. It's like them breaking that window and threw off all kind of equilibriums or whatever in the car door system. You know, it just, bro, don't make no sense. 
And I ain't gonna cap you. I just took my car in not too long ago because right after it happened with the door locks, I had to go get an oil change, uh, got some new set of tires, uh, fluids replaced, you know, the whole ordeal, a little maintenance, routine maintenance. And I was like, yo, about the locks, whatever. Dude was like, well, it's gonna be 500 to take the door panel off, blah, blah, blah. And then at the piece, depending on what's blah, blah. I said, oh, okay, no. <laughs> I can just reach in the back, open the back door, wrench around and wrench it off and unlock, pop my door open and get in for the time being, bro. Like, I just spent a couple racks getting all this done. Like, I ain't, nah, man, I'm tired of spending money, G. I'm not gonna cap you. And shout out to Sleepy Joe for uh, forgiving. What is it? Twenty thousand dollars if you got pale grants, and uh, ten thousand dollars if you have regular grants. Uh, if you make under one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars a year, which is great, cause man, everybody needs that relief. You know, at least you know canceling them joints all together. You know, um, I know the most predatory student loans and private loans people were getting. Where, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, but you got to pay like on each individual private loan. Cause like for example, me and you could have a company that does private loans for schools, and we want our money, and we want it right now. So you got to pay us as soon as you get out of school, or we doing X, Y, and Z. So them people with them private loans, it's all bad. But everybody else, you know, hey, twenty grand or ten grand. I got to see if I had a Pell Grants or I don't remember, man. That was what was that? Man, I graduated college over. 12 years ago? I don't know. I be thinking about stuff like that, too. Like, man, time be flying, bro. Because it's like, I don't feel old. But when I think about certain things like that, like graduating college, graduating high school, it's like, God damn, that was <laughs> that was that long ago, bro. Like, time just be flying, G. Recently, I was blessed to be in, like, this manager, like, like this acting manager spot at my job where you get the necessary tools, whatever, and you can apply to be an actual supervisor here, there, whatever. And then it's like, um, you know, had death in the family. I had, uh, you know, that time off. And then uh, shortly after that, man, I had some uh, car trouble, man. I'm having, like, water in my gas tank. And, uh, hey, if you go to Quick Trip, look at, you know, videos online about Quick Trip gas. Long story short, that's all I ever got. And uh, I ended up having water in my gas tank, missed like a day or two from that. And, uh, man, let, let's set the scene for that. So I, I'm at the ATM, literally. Like, when you pull up to the ATM, and it's like, you know, the keypad and all that and the screen next to you to the left, my car literally shut off right there. So I'm sitting out there for two hours. It's like 100 degrees outside, man. And I got a fuel system warning, uh, fuel uh, malfunction or whatever it, whatever it said on my screen. And I'm um, sitting there, man, for about two hours, man. Car would not start at all. Finally, the tow truck come, and then when he come, the car started up, and I was able to get home and, you know, whatever, and then get it checked out, da-da-da. But, yeah, I had Quick Trip gas. Y'all look up that. I ain't been to Quick Trip since. Uh, but, anyway, back to the job situation. So, that happened. I missed, like, a day and uh, some change on that, like, maybe, like, a day or two. And then I go back, you know, and, uh, well, first off, let me tell you how, like, messy and petty this job is like and i hate to say it when like black people in positions of power and like whatever but i had already got like two phone calls from different people right talking about how the boss lady had a conversation with a lady that she's cool with that just so happens to work in my unit about me and it's like the game telephone i don't know if you ever seen the game telephone or played it in a campsite where you got like these cups and a wire long story short when somebody tells something it goes and whatever, whatever it might not be right it might whatever so this person comes down tells 
one person, this person tells another person, this person tells another person, another person, another person. You know, it's just like, okay, so the next thing I know, I'm getting da-da-da. And then you got another person that's like, yeah, man, she came up on me like, yo, did you tell such and such? And she's like, nah, I ain't even talked to him. But it's like when you tell so many people certain things or you tell things to people and it gets to what, you know what I'm saying? It's just like people don't even be remembering who they tell stuff to or who they might tell stuff to. Either way, that's here nor there. So when I did go confront the boss lady about, you know, the situation, situations or you know the scheduling or whatever she tells me like oh i'm you know removing you from this program for the time being because of your attendance this lady literally told me well you could have got a lady friend to bring you to work or you could have called somebody that you work with to come pick you up on the way to work at that point it was just like okay man whatever i'm not gonna go back and forth about it if it's gonna be on that petty of a scale and it's like lady if you only knew what i've been through these past couple months on top of this new position being the only thing that i have really looking forward to and being excited about when coming to this damn job but it is what it is something else gonna shake i mean hey you gotta remain positive you gotta remain optimistic and you can't get down in the dumps about some bull life gonna happen the way it's supposed to happen you are at the right place at the right time in your life. You never know what's ahead of you. One thing I can say about life, or at least mine, you know, looking back, when I when you think you like went through like some of the hardest shit in your life, it'd be like, oh, okay, there's something else that trumps that. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, yeah, you get you get older and you get smarter, you get wiser, you get stronger. So you're able to deal with more things, you're able to deal with more stress, etc. And this year, man, it's just been some like I say, extremely high highs, extremely low low roller coaster type deal going on in my life, you know, and it's just things that I never would have thought happened, you know. Uh, as of late too, it's like me and my brother hasn't seen eye to eye in like the past like six to eight months or so, and I won't go into too much detail about the inside root of the problem, but it's just like if you wrong, you wrong, and just like if you appreciate friendships or relationships or even family. For that matter, it's like you might want to just do what needs to be necessary or try to have that conversation that might be uncomfortable to get past the problem. You know what I'm saying? But everybody processes things different. So I can't say what's going on in that brother's head. You know, of course, I wish him the best. Don't wish nothing, you know, ill of him or nothing like that. But it's just like we, you know, disagreed on something that was pretty major. And it's like. To add insult to injury, I take everybody out to eat for uh, dinner after my great aunt's funeral. Nice steakhouse, Cooper's Hawk, uh, winery joint, you know, very nice. My brother didn't come. I'm not sure what he had going on because I hadn't spoke to him. He was at the funeral, though, and we dapped each other up. So everybody came or whatever and, um, you know, had a good time. Everybody ate good. And as we leaving, my sister-in-law, she takes it upon herself to take upon the conversation that's supposed to happen between me and him. But come to me with the smoke. You know what I'm saying? Anybody know anything about me? It's like, don't bring me no smoke or I'm going to give you exactly what you want. Especially if I got some oil in me. And I definitely had that oil in me, man. Timing is totally wrong. It's like, we literally just dropped my great aunt's casket off at the cemetery. Now you want to come with some smoke conversation definitely got heated and man i just hate that it had to play out in front of my niece that was very ugly you know what i'm saying but it's just like like i said if y'all wrong y'all wrong man you know but it is what it is you know family things friendship things no matter what it is if you value that relationship go ahead and have that uncomfortable conversation go ahead and get everything out in the open dead that situation you might need to throw hands from one round you know what i'm saying and move on 
But it's just like like I said, that's one of the things I never would have thought. I never would have thought a day in my life I'm on some some man. I ain't gonna never talk to my brother again behind this type of shit. You know, just. But hey, it is what it is. You know, only time will tell. Um, I'm not finna hold no grudge in my heart because you know it's like that's like me drinking the poison and waiting for them to die. You know, people. You know, a lot of people do really effed up things and sleep well at night. You know, that's just how life goes. That's how people go. That's enough about that, you know. Hopefully the episode wasn't too somber, you know, uh, explaining my hiatus or where I've been and what's been going on with me. Uh, I'm going to definitely get back into the swing of things and uh, get back on here and keep the channel active. Let's ride out to my boy Zeus Rebel Waters. This song is called Love. Sure. <laughs> 